You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And we are continuing our exploration of our journey, our move, our stepping into the unknown. And we've been looking at it over the previous weeks in terms of how we arrived at it, spiritual formation, the disciplines, what we're doing and why, what the experience has been like. And today we want to begin to look at this idea of stepping into the unknown, into mystery. We don't have all the answers. We feel very clearly called. We feel very excited and joyful and at peace about it, even though there's difficult aspects of leaving friends and family and such. But there is this odd experience when we listen to a call of God that oftentimes we don't know how it's all going to work out. In fact, oftentimes how it will work out is not just beyond our understanding, but can sometimes look impossible. Or just totally unfathomable. Right. (laughs) What ends up happening isn't exactly what we thought we were getting into. And that's part of what I really want to explore today because in the church in America, there's a narrative that we're very comfortable with, which is God calls me to do something, I do it, I will be blessed abundantly. It almost reads like a formula. And I wanna just debunk that today because that has not been our experience and I don't think that's biblically how walking out God's calling works. Things often go very wrong. You Well, and not to be, I mean the extreme example would be you look at the saints and martyrs in church history. These the life were, of Jesus. These were men and women. Yeah, Jesus himself, the, di- the, the immediate disciple group even, the early followers. There's a long history of being a Jesus follower and walking closely hand in hand with what God puts on your heart, the ministry that he's given you for your time here on earth. There is no promise that that ends up with you being rich, famous, put together, having everything your heart's ever dreamt of. Or that it goes easily. There's also no promise it's going to go easily. And so while we're excited about this new venture, because I think like we said in the last episode, it just could not be clearer that this is the next right step for us and who we are. And what we're about to do is making our hearts sing. We are so excited. There's no guarantee. There's no formula. There's no way to pray to manipulate this to be perfect right right? and that's where we've we've alluded to this too in this journey that our time in the disciplines and in seeking god and in coming to know his ways has made really clear to us that we either can seek wealth and i would say in america what we would call the american dream or we are able to seek what god puts on our heart if you just have the best of luck maybe they will both end up panning out that doesn't there doesn't seem to be a common narrative of that necessarily. There's no biblical narrative for right. that being true. And I think that's both challenging and encouraging. I find it freeing. It which is. I think is why I'm excited to share it with all of you. Right. And, and I think on the one hand, just to say right off the bat that just because something doesn't work right away or in the way you thought does not mean that God didn't call you oh, to do that or that that there. wasn't an invitation. Like... I think about character after character, and I think you're going to probably, you're going to talk that's about Moses, yes, right? But that's my like, favorite example. You think of David; he's called to be king. All the family strife that came, 
the mistakes that were made, the running from Saul and fighting Saul. You think of Elijah, the prophet, who this amazing victory and miracle to show that God is the one God. And then he ends up running for his life because Jezebel and Ahab have killed all the prophets and he's the only one left, right? Yeah. It is not always the picture of, hey, God's just going to prosper everything you do, that when you're in his will, it all goes well. And if you're not, it must be cursed. The, the, the age-old false narrative that when you are good and right, you are blessed. And if you are facing difficulty or pain or suffering, it's because you're cursed and you've sinned. And this is what makes it so hard to be vulnerable as a Christian with each other. Because what we have found is well-meaning, good, Jesus-loving people will then look at you and say, you must be out of God's will. Mm. Because look, it's not working. And so uh, we yeah, do have an, about Moses. we do have an Instagram account. So I'm just gonna put this out there. You can follow us at Rua Space on Instagram. Um, I'm not gonna promise that the pictures are always gonna be great, <laughs> <laughs> because because there's no guarantee. We're excited about this new journey. There's gonna be so much to explore. But yeah, there are no guarantees. Yeah, finishing my other thought, my tangent thought. That also means when somebody doesn't understand, mm. do not let somebody look at your life and say that this is happening to you is a sign or evidence that you are not in God's will because there is no tangent with God's will equaling good, beautiful, and rich things. Well, then on that tangent, before we go back to Moses, then one thing I would (laughs) say about that too, though, is this is where I think you have to explore the difference between someone you invite to speak into your life, whether or not you want to hear it and everyone else. So, There's many people in my life who will share things, but I've not really invited them into the space where I have to listen to those things. Mm -hmm. Now, if you came to me, Aaron, and said this, I'm going to wait that, W-E-I-G-H, to wait that differently than many other people because I believe that God will speak to you. That is one of the places I listen for the voice of the Spirit is from your prayer life to speak into mine. Mm So have people that will tell you the truth about what you're doing. That still doesn't make them 100% right. Right. But you also have to know, is this person who is saying these things in that position? So just one sort of, you know, that's sort of the maneuvering the wisdom of discernment. I was just going to use the word discernment myself. Absolutely. There's there's a need to know who is in your quote-unquote inner circle of of trusted people who know you and what can be hard that we've also discovered is somebody who is in your court in your inner circle for your life may not be your inner circle when it comes to things of being led by God it was very interesting because we've as you know from earlier episodes we've had some different experiences stepping out in faith and we've we've come to know who whose opinions can be counted on, not because they're, they were always right, like Phil said, but because they understand. It's like their soul sees our soul. There's people who, who see the heart we have for God and what we're seeking after in our, in our walk with God, and they understand that that for us comes above all other things. Hmm. If you can find somebody whose soul 
sees your soul, where where you guys get each other spiritually and you can share your your spiritual victories and your spiritual struggles. Those are the kind of people we're talking about, letting them speak into it. Because a lot of other people, and we're talking good, loving, kind people who definitely care for you, they aren't always the ones who are going to understand when you go to do something that to the world seems crazy and upside down. And the truth of it is, when you look at Jesus's ministry, Jesus himself did almost everything unexpected, upside down. The things God puts on your heart, if you take the time to sit and listen to them, very often aren't going to look like your mainstream culture that you are living in. Because our mainstream culture isn't a way of God. Like there are things God can use. There are things God can redeem. I'm not saying mainstream culture is bad, but I'm saying the calls and the ministries God puts on people's hearts, they stand out because they typically go countercultural. And that's why you think about speakers your church brings in. They're usually people who have gone and done something crazy for God because they knew in their heart that was what they needed to do. Hmm. And it stands out because it's different. And I'm not saying go seek different things or anything like that. <laughs> don't don't misunderstand me here. But yeah, bringing that all around, just don't be disheartened if you go to do something on your soul that God's really put on your heart and you're misunderstood. It's unfortunately, I think it's just part of what happens. And when we can accept that, and remind ourselves, like Phil was talking about earlier, reminding back in not just our story, but the stories of others, when you can remind yourself that what God has in store for people, for ministry and work, isn't always understood. If you can embrace that and you still feel like, hey, when I, okay, I heard this naysaying comment or this doubt or this criticism that was lobbed my way or given to me unasked for... <laughs> When you can receive that and say, at my core, I still know this is the right for, thing for me. Because the truth is, God doesn't give me clarity on your life. God doesn't give you clarity on your best friend's life. We're given discernment for ourselves. Now we can pray and we can try to work with each other and help in that communal, but... but it's, it's, it's just hard. I guess what I'm saying is you can't expect someone else to be able to bear that burden of discovering you and your story and what you're to go walk into next. Well, just look at the life of Jesus, right? Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Why are they gathering grain on the Sabbath? Are you going to heal the person on the Sabbath? Like all these questions of things that were going against, even supposedly against the religion, the religious leaders at least of the time, that didn't fit in. Everyone was a naysayer of Jesus. The disciples often didn't get him. Why They're perplexed why he's talking to this woman at the well, right? Yeah. All these examples. And again, this isn't to say, hey, go just counter everything in order to be counter. Yeah, that's but, definitely not what we're saying. But with wisdom, our story <laughs> won't always fit into what others want our story to be. Yeah. And sort of just to circle back then to that also doesn't mean that even when you've heard well and Follow that path that it's all going to work out easily. So Moses, I love this story. So I was reading in the Bible the other day, and it's a very common, familiar story, right? Moses, there's the burning bush. He gets this call from God. Here's what you're going to do. And then what I realized that I've never realized before is 
this idea that Moses had no idea how this was going to work. God says, you're going to take my people to the promised land. And Moses says to God, so how do I know this is going to work, essentially? And God's response to Moses just I am finding so delightful. I still am really delighted by this. God's response to Moses is, you're going to know that this was what you were supposed to do when it's all done and you're rejoicing on the mountaintop. (laughs) And I was like, do you realize what that means? God had just said to Moses, you're going to go to Pharaoh. You're going to demand he free my people. You're going to get the people out of there. And you're going to know that this was the right decision because when it's all said and done then there's going to be rejoicing. And a lot of crazy stuff happens oh, in between. Oh my goodness. Well, not to mention, you have to think about this. Poor Moses. He's been in exile, right? He had gotten into a scuffle. He ended up killing a couple of people. Now the Israelites and the Egyptians, nobody really is a fan of Moses. He's run away. He's been gone for, what, 40 years? Did he kill a couple people or one person? I thought it was a couple. Maybe it's one. Okay. Question mark. The rumors are flying, friends. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> But... He's been gone. He's nobody's fan. Nobody wants Moses to come walking back into town. He knows that. And he has two choices. If you put yourself in Moses' shoes, he can keep living. He's got a wife. He's got a family. He's apparently doing just fine where he's at. Or he can go do this crazy thing that God just invited him to do, where he's going to walk into two cultures that can't stand him, He's going to make both of them unhappy by demanding stuff change. And we know people don't really like changing. Then maybe if that was the right decision, there's going to be a good outcome. And God says, you're going to know that this was the right step Hmm. because you will rejoice eventually. Yeah, wow. What I love about this is the freedom. For me personally, when I have sought God's will and wondered what to do, I've always felt like there was a right and a wrong answer. Mm. And I always want to pick the right answer. I'm just that type of person. I want to do the right thing. If you tell me there's a good and a bad, I want to pick good. I want to do it the best of my abilities. I've put a lot of things on hold from trivial to significant because I wanted there to be that confirmation and blessing from God. I've wanted there mm. to be that perfect response and outcome. And I've waited until I knew I could get that response. And that's been just since I was a little girl. That's always been how I've operated. There's something so incredible about realizing that sometimes when we are called by God to do something, the way we know that this is of God might just be that when it's all said and done, we will be rejoicing Mm. and glorifying him. Yeah. Where in the past, I've always felt like I needed to wait. I would know something in my heart and I know it was true and good and right and what I should be doing. And I put that fleece before God, right? I think, I think we've popularized the fleece story of Gideon where we have a decision to make and we put it before God. And if it's wet with dew, we know it's right. Or if it's dry and the ground is dewy, we know it's right. And sometimes God will speak in those And ways sometimes and God speaks it. And that's why I think we like that Bible story. Yeah. Because it gives us something to do with a guaranteed result. 
I'm going to put my fleece out, something's going to happen, and then I know for sure the scissor isn't right. But sometimes we can wait our whole lives to do the right thing or the good thing because we're waiting for that fleece and it just doesn't come. Yeah. And this personal journey of Phil and I's where we are right now, I'd say we did try to put out some fleeces. Some did have responses. Others didn't. It, it was just kind of empty. We, we put questions out there and we thought, I still don't know anything except in my heart, I can't imagine not doing this now. And I love knowing that that is also biblically one of the ways that God shows us what to do next Hmm. is that sometimes you have a decision to make and instead of providing an answer, yes or no for you with the fleece, sometimes you're going to get the Moses response, which is, well, just do it and you'll see when it's all said and done that you're victorious and rejoicing on the mountaintop. Yeah, and, and I think there's great comfort in knowing that we aren't the first ones to have that experience and to walk in that path that this is the story of so many people following God throughout history. It's really back to in well forward if you're in the Bible, you know, I left you in Moses. So fast forward to Acts. The church in Acts, I love at one point they they say, well, it seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, on what to for the Gentiles to enter the church. They decide based on it seems good to us. It seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, Paul then doesn't even like follow all those things. So, just saying. (laughs) Just fun fact. You know, but that's not always simple, black and white, clear and easy. And sometimes that is the way to follow. And sometimes we're going to be wrong. (laughs) We are. Well, and that's why I put that disclaimer like, follow us, track the journey, and. Some of this you're going to go, woohoo, like you guys, this is really great. And some is going to be like, wow, that's yeah. not what was expected. But right now, we can say with full confidence, it seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we haven't had a fleece, but we've had a calling. And so I'm going to claim the Moses story here and <laughs> say, when all is said and done, and that might be the very end of my life, we're going to rejoice. And we'll be on the mountaintop saying, surely God is good. Surely God has taken care of us. But hopefully you're seeing and hearing through all of this that as much as we may not be able to explain it logically to someone, as much as we don't have all the answers, it's also not just spin the bottle arbitrary random, right? Right. That there has been a listening process to our own story with each other, with scripture, with prayer, with community. And to us, when you put all that together, which takes time, intentionality, space, humility, um, and a lot of grace for yourself and for others, mm-hmm. you know, these, these directions start to become clear when you pay attention to your feeling, to your body, to, or, to what the spirit may be saying. These doors are open and you're invited to walk through without guarantees without even maybe seeing what's on the other side of the door, but you're still invited to walk through. And when it seems good to you and the Holy Spirit, then we walk through and we continue to journey with humility and grace and gratitude. And hey, if we love God and love others, that's it, right? That's what everything boils down to. Mm -hmm. Love God and love others. Nowhere does scripture say you need to have a certain house or a certain amount of money or a certain amount of stability or whatever. 
in order to love God and love others. It's love God and love others. And if that's our guide, I think we've already won. Mm -hmm. The victory's already been won. I love that. So we'll keep sharing how things go. And we'll keep sharing how the process unfolds. But we definitely hope that you would listen well to your story, that maybe you're in the middle right now of wondering if it's ever going to work or what's going to come. And so I encourage you just to return to prayer, return to those that can encourage you, return to other stories, return to loving God and loving others, and keep going, friends. Keep seeking after the movement of the Spirit for the glory of God. So thanks for being with us, friends. With that, we are going to let you go. And But we do want to invite you to check out the links below to Patreon and to our Rua Space memberships, because if you are looking for practices to help you in discernment, to help make space to listen, that's what we're here for throughout our site, throughout our ministry. And if you want to help support that ministry and gain access to even more practices and insight and guidance, then check out those links, join the memberships, and we look forward to seeing you in there. And until next time, as always, friends, grace and peace be with you. Mm-hmm.